Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, before we Holy, start. Uh, what is happening? Uh, oh, oh, you sound like uh, John oh, Ramsey oh, towards the end there. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's it. Yeah, John's a, the thing about John Benet Ramsey is that um Listen, I also have problems tying a tie, but I actually think that <laughs> yeah. it's really despicable to learn on a little girl like that. You think that it was a tailor gone crazy? <laughs> it was just like, must tie a tie today, must learn how to tie a tie for around the world's smallest neck. I'm going to say that this is this is brutal, though. Oh, my God. You know, it's so yeah, sad. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Rough. We're yeah. covering John Benet Ramsey today. Yes, okay. So John Benet and John Benet Ramsey, rest in peace. Beautiful girl, did not deserve anything that happened to her. Uh, but we're going to discuss her case, which is a worldwide phenomenon and much, much larger than uh, we have been led to believe. Ooh, a tea for two, oh. <laughs> a two for tea. John, you're with us. John Benet, how's heaven, John Benet? For me, it's so much fun. <laughs> what I like about heaven is that there's slides everywhere. And I can take a slide from the ice cream store to the, there's a store just called the present store. Does God make you wear a little dress and dance like you're an adult, even though you're a child who shouldn't be sexualized? He says that it's sexy how my knees are shown and so much of my thighs. Okay. He loves he loves that about it. Oh, what's that? John, I think I hear John. He also at- loves my my special skill segment, which which I always did. I, I was telling me, that's how I wrapped it up. It's how I was my clincher, you know. The yeah. judges would be like, oh, we've heard your song, we've seen your dress, now what's your special skill? And I'd go, let me suck that dick. Oh, I see. That's good. I think God's calling you back to the slides now, John <laughs> Bonet. Okay, go Yahoo! have fun. All right, welcome to the show. Marcus Parks, uh, Ben Kissel, John Bonet Ramsey is here as well. Perfect. Obviously, we're discussing this case. Uh, another amazing job of research, Mr. Marcus Parks. Thank uh, you very much. What this is, I'm going to call this a tangled web of horseshit. <laughs> That's your that's your the professional term for it. How we because you know we like to this is you know because there's the case which yeah. we're going to cover yes. which is the case in general which is just brutal and sad and uh, there's a lot of un- unknowns. A child is dead. Yes. Yes. Um, because it was such a high profile ch- case of such a, a beautiful. I you know 
I this is I'm already feel despicable even saying of it, but it's like a picture of the perfect victim, you know, like yeah. with her in the pink mm-hmm. dress, but she's got those like sad eyes. Yeah, um, well, so she's great for newspapers. She is perfect for newspapers. We discuss it on the other end of the spectrum with the uh, less dead black prostitutes, elderly. Tend she to be is the drugs. most dead. She dominate <laughs> the most dead person in the his. She is um, she is our um she's our baby, the baby that was stolen from the, the Limburg baby. She's our Limburg Lim- baby, yeah. and uh, I watched that. Basically, sort of exonerates the parents because all of America, it's sort of naturally assumed that the parents did it, uh, which is not entirely true. Uh, they may have a hand in it in terms of clandestine secret ops government associations, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that. We're going to get into <laughs> um, all of that. But the idea is, I, f- I feel like with something like this, when there's so many unknowns and the killer wasn't caught, it's real easy to just dump a bunch of conspiracies from every side That's right. uh, into it. Yeah. And that, again, like the Lindbergh baby, as soon as, if there's no conclusion, everyone has their opinion and everybody is technically right as the other person. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't know about the John Benet Ramsey case, uh, this is in 19. 19- so some of our younger listeners and some of our international listeners might not know about this. JonBenet Ramsey was a six-year-old beauty pageant queen mm-hmm. who was brutally murdered in her own home on Christmas Day in 1996. Uh, she was strangled, she was sexually abused, and she had her head bashed in in the basement of her home. And Smash oh. Mouth was playing on the radio. Smash Mouth, they were, they were having fun on the sun. I'll never forget this day because that this is the day my parents told me I could no longer compete in pageants. They said, it's getting too dangerous for a pretty girl like you, Ben. And I said, no, it's And you're not. like, I was never a pretty girl. You just wanted me to be mom and dad. You in that huge fucking dress. <laughs> huge mm. lollipop. Yes. It's like you've been chowing halfway through it. And they're like, that's her decoration, Kissel. Why is it so sweet, then? <laughs> Let's start with the world of child pageants. Child pageants is a specifically American phenomenon. It's despicable oh, it's and disgusting. Yeah. It is awful. It is a multi-million dollar industry. Children compete for trophies, crowns, scholarships, cash, or modeling contracts. Oh, nothing like a little blonde girl twisting back and forth with oh. a big shiny crown on. Let me tell you, in preparation for this, yeah. I watched a couple episodes of Toddlers and Tiaras. I don't right. feel good about it, but it was my duty. This shit is disgusting. I find it harder to watch that yeah, than, me too. than live death. Yeah, oh, watching absolutely. people get ripped yeah. apart. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was the worst thing that I've seen in a long time. Like, it is truly disturbing shit. But so, no one, no one's killing Honey Boo Boo, though. No. Yeah, Honey Boo Boo is... <laughs> people have tried to kill her. Yeah, She's except too diabetes. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Work, that is, She's yeah. too big to be killed. She <laughs> is too large to choke on anything. Yeah, yeah, she will bring down how many entertainment... Dynasties. Oh my God! They're all going down. <laughs> so John Benet, as a veteran of the child beauty pageant circus, she'd get circus won- is the best word for it, by the way, not circuit. Circus, yeah, yeah, circuit. She had amassed two dozen trophies and titles, including Colorado State All Star Kids Cover Girl, America's oh. Little Royal Miss, oh. Little Miss Merry Christmas, <laughs> Little Miss Sunburst, Little Miss Charlevoix, oh. and the National Tiny Miss Beauty. Did she also get? Uh, a tiniest sugar hole. <laughs> Did she get that? I don't know if that was a category. <laughs> Everybody in the audience is at any one of these events, unless they were the mothers of the child, should be arrested for pedophilia. That's, That's yeah. If even the mothers, hell, ra- wrangle them all up. If you're a man there in a Cleveland's Browns jacket, just going and like, I just love to watch the sport. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Get it. 
Get it. Woo! Shake it. Uh, sir, we're going to have to ask you to go. Why? Why? Everyone's everyone's daughter. <laughs> so there are even magazines in this industry. Not long before John Bonet was killed, mm. she was chosen for the cover of the spring issue of Babette's Pageant it's- and Babette's Pageant and Talent Gazette. It's Babette, right? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's Babette. Babette. It's- I know, but it's supposed to be, ba- it's a little babe. It's a Babette. No, no, Babette yeah. is a woman's name. It's a oh. French. It, it's a it's a French name for for you have to be a whore. Oh, I <laughs> to be see. called Babette. <laughs> if you are working in the cre- uh, uh, the sex crime business, just follow the follow the magazines. Yeah, and just arrest whoever buys them. Yeah, whoever's buying it, who's not? Yeah, exactly. Mother or father to the children that are in the magazine, not even <laughs> just like involved in the in the in the the circuit in general. Right. This is a perfect example of how wealthy people begin their uh, reign as pedophiles. They do it right in front of us. Yeah. This is this is no. There is not one Babette magazine, Babette magazine, going to a lower income family. Oh no, the publisher of Babette magazine. Buffy Davenport, <laughs> who just sounds like the person that like has all like the baby MK Ultra like prostitute team on leashes. Yes. You know, be like Buffy, bring me number seven. <laughs> so things, Senator Ronaldson. <laughs> Senator Ronaldson. Hmm. Well, Buffy described John Bonet as quote. A natural, a real dynamo. She was one of the up-and-coming 100 who could win the cars and the cash. And she's probably going to end up dead. (laughs) Most likely, and it's a good thing they're giving a six-year-old a car. That's a huge win for that six-year-old. Oh, no, way, way, way in the future. Oh, I see. She's talking after she's been a veteran of this business for 10, 15 years. Oh, great. So something she can wrap around the tree when she's taking too many Xanax and drinking martinis all night and realize she's been molested her whole damn life. Exactly, when she's trying to forget. Right, right, yeah. Put her in a nice car. That'll help. Well, about the effects of child pageantry, William Pinsoff, president of the Family Institute at Northwestern University, who studied child actresses and models... He found them prone to drug addiction, eating disorders, and depression in puberty. He said, for most kids, performing is not a good psychological experience. I'd like to see the raw data on that. Oh, wait a second. Oh, there's there's piles of it. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look no further than Corey Feldman. So let's answer the question. Who are the Ramses? Who were John Bonet's parents? Now, John Bonet, she had the breeding to make a beauty queen. Yeah, nice, tight little horse. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing I like is a good, solid cup of cum full of a fucking yeah. rich man's <laughs> semen and then a good, tiny fucking hot mm. woman's egg and you smash them mm. together. Yep. You get one ugly, you bash it in the head with the brick. Sure, You sure. just keep on moving until them eyes are big and pretty. Yeah, oh, just it's such a creepy grandfather thing to say when he sees your future wife. Yeah, she's uh, she's good for the breed. Yeah, yeah. Wide, yeah. wide hips, long in the face, <laughs> and like a Big brown eye. <laughs> Big brown eye. Mm, huh. mm. Ample bosom. So her father, John Bennett, uh, was a handsome forming, former Navy officer and private pilot, but most importantly, he was filthy fucking rich. Yes. Yeah, he was. They had two homes. Their home in, uh, their home in Colorado, four stories, and their vacation home in Michigan, where John was from, also a gigantic mansion. He helped found a company called Access Graphics, which was eventually bought by Lockheed Martin. What I love, like, a name about Access Graphics of that kind of company, too, is that it's so nebulous. 
you could not tell any what like what it is that they do. No, he right. runs. He's a software company. But when yeah. you look in Access Graphics, I was like. Started to dibble around stuff, but they all just kind of said software company. Mm-hmm. But Lockheed Martin, we know, is a weapons developer. Yeah. Right. right? So Them, this guy yeah. worked for a company that did a lot of miscellaneous things for probably, not, I wouldn't even say nefarious company, but like Lockheed Martin is just, uh, they're the war makers yeah. of America. <laughs> Everybody knows what they do. It's interesting. If you ever watch uh, the CNNs or MSNBCs of the world, they're all sponsored by a, a company called Northrop Grumman. So when they're leading you up to war, they're basically just Northrop Grumman is just like, can you do 15 minutes about how we should go invade Syria to get our numbers up? It's all a huge game, people. <laughs> it but, is but a Lockheed huge Martin, game. But Lockheed Martin is the exact same way. Yeah. They finance a lot of good, uh, a lot of everything that we, all, they finance a lot of our news. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half men. <laughs> they yeah. were a part of the team behind that. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Access Graphics, mm. they reached $1 billion in sales in 1996. So it was a gigantic company. As far as John Bonet's mother, Patsy, goes, she herself was also a beauty pageant queen. She was Miss West Virginia in 1977, and her and John Bonet's aunt Pamela was with Miss West Virginia two years later. Sort of like the uh, culture of uh, generational influence in the MK Ultra breeding programs. Absolutely, Interesting. yeah, absolutely. Which we'll get into. <laughs> you better believe we'll fucking get into. Yeah. Like mommy, like daughter. <laughs> Serve the hologram universe. Patsy is a very appropriate name for this woman because Ex- she wouldn't. She would end up becoming one. To some oh degree. well, the conspiracy websites that I read made numerous references to that. Yeah, yeah. Patsy and John had both a son and a daughter from previous marriages. John Ramsey's daughter was killed in a car accident. I don't see any quotes over car accident, Marcus. <laughs> That was just, that was just four years before uh, when uh, the daughter was 22 years old. So John has two dead daughters under his mm-hmm, belt. Mm-hmm. Well, she was the only girl to die in a car accident who was shot in the head. <laughs> he was murdered in the head. So Patsy Ramsey's son, he lived in Atlanta at the time of the murders, which that will become important later on. Linda Hoffman Pugh, who was the family's cleaning woman for about 14 months prior to the death. That's how white they are, is that they had a white cleaning woman. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra white. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how rich you can be. Yeah, Yikes. they had a cleaning woman with a hyphenated name. That's fucking rich. Yeah. Yeah, so she says that the Ramseys had a very troubled marriage. She said that Ramsey berated Miss Ramsey for being a, quote, lousy homemaker and cook. Why does she need to be either? She got, right. You got fucking Linda. You ha- yeah, you ha- I'm sure they have a cook as well. <laughs> and shortly before the murder, she said that the couple never once demonstrated any affection for each other, physical or otherwise, in front of of the cleaning lady. It's like the honeymooners, but this is how it is in real life. Yes. <laughs> you know, when you're very mean to your wife, she ends up killing your only daughter. So let's go through the timeline. Let's start at the timeline of the murders. Let's start about a month before on, or let's say about 20 days before on December 6th, the Lights of December Parade. These John, fucking, I hate these fucking putrid white people parties. <laughs> when you just the description of any one of these things just makes my fucking blood crawl. Yeah, yeah. yeah John Bonet appeared on her own Little Miss Colorado float during the Lights of December parade on the Boulder Mall. What was really weird is that she had this great crown on that had this like target. It looked like a gun scope. <laughs> oh on the yeah, top of it, which is really weird. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. On December twenty first. Access Graphics had their first billion-dollar year, 
and celebrated the $1 billion mark at a very public banquet. And what they do at those banquets, when you reach a first ever billionaire year, is that most of those banquets have black people dressed as tables <laughs> and, and food is just put on their backs. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. On December 23rd, the Ramses have a Christmas party. Ugh. About 30 people attended, and former journalism professor Bill McReynolds played Santa Claus. Oh, that's great. That will become important later on. Another indication of how wealthy these people were. Did they get a professional Santa Claus? No, they got a journalist to become a Santa Claus. <laughs> they got a powerful man <laughs> yes, to just... dress up in a costume. <laughs> Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website, all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into giraffe rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Since right here, what would you do of another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com 
slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right, because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited-time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. On December 25th, they go to a Christmas party at their friend's house. The friends say nothing out of the ordinary occurred at the party. Other than the fact that they didn't, they didn't bring their family. <laughs> it's a Christmas party. Isn't that a family event? They did bring their family. Did The Ramses? Yeah, it was they, the entire... Every, everyone was there. John Bonet was there? John Bonet was there. Burke was there because they also had a son named Burke who Ugh. was about four years old. Oh, okay. Older. Where's I didn't Burke know that... right now? Where's Burke? I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Burke's the missing link here. Well, Who we need to be looking at. Yeah, he's only four. No, there couldn't possibly have beaten and strangled his sister to death. Mm. Actually, there is a theory about Burke. Burke is not we'll innocent. <laughs> Burke did it. We'll get to Burke later. So they arrive back home a few hours later, and according to Patsy, John Bonet is last seen alive at 10 p.m. Mm. Well, I mean, because the 10 p.m. is when she has to go through her dances and songs routines every single night. Yeah, that's not she even, goes to not sleep. even Christmas. Can't have Christmas Absolutely off. Absolutely not. Marcus, are <laughs> you not a fucking... You haven't been out there in the circuit. You I'm don't not, know what these fucking animals are prepared to do. Yes. No, I'm not a champion. And that's the only way Patsy ever saw her alive when, when she was dancing on stage. You know? <laughs> that's it. So mm. at 2 a.m. that night, neighbor Melody Stanton heard a prolonged scream from a little girl, which was cut short very abruptly. She thought nothing of it, made a note of it, but went back to bed. Hmm. Is that the blood-curdling, shrill cry of a dead child? <laughs> back to sleep. No. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It happens. <laughs> At 5.30 a.m., the Ramses wake up to catch a private flight to their second home in Michigan. Right. <laughs> okay, so 10 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as they know, little girl's still alive. Right. 5.45 a.m., the ransom note is discovered. 
Patsy Ramsey wakes up. She goes down the back stairs towards the second floor. Remember, it's a four-floor house. She goes down the spiral stairs towards the ground floor. On the step near the bottom of the stairs, she discovered a three-page handwritten ransom note saying that John Bonet had been kidnapped. Mm. So Patsy, at 5.52 a.m., calls the Boulder, Colorado. So it took her seven minutes. Seven minutes. I'm freaking yeah. out. But that, yeah, that makes sense. That's not that long of well, time. Well, she had to search the house first. She wanted right. to make sure that Burke wasn't playing a bit of a goof on her. Classic Burke <laughs> move. <laughs> Burke being only four, the world's greatest career criminal about to be born. Burke was 10. Oh, he definitely killed his Nearing sister. puberty. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Not if he's me. He's got another five years. <laughs> so let's hear... The 911 call that Patsy Ramsey placed that night. 
longest ransom note, as far as we know, the longest ransom note in American criminal history. Most ransom notes are no longer than 15 words long. This is 374 words long. So if there were like a tandem, uh, a duo doing it, I'm sure the uh, one member was just like, what are you doing, writing your novel over there? You know, what's just, yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, come on. I think we, you know Stephen King, am I right? Yeah. Have you read his later novels? <laughs> oh, when he got hit by that van. I, I got to tell you, the quality really ran down. Anyway, guys, we got to go because this dead girl started to get cold. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's hear the letter. Mr. Randy, listen carefully. There are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills, and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to get rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence, an earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory, S-B-D-C. That is why you do not inhale cigar smoke. <laughs> Very bad for your vocal cords. And thanks to Ed Larson from the brighter side for purchasing this this voice changing machine. It's my new favorite toy. I've been using it for the last three days, just willy nilly. You oh. were having far too much fun. Dare I say you've used it before in an actual ransom situation, Mister Park? Perfectly executed. I just think it's so sad that John Bonet never did get to see 1997 because Instinct came out with no strings attached. She would have loved it. Loved it. Oh my god, she would have flipped for it. Too bad she's uh. She's a skeleton. <laughs> At this point, she is, and she's never been a better model, uh, which is sad. So after the 911 call, almost immediately, the Ramseys call their family friends Fleet and Priscilla White Ugh. and John and Barbara Fernie. Wait a what? second. So these guys Mexicans? <laughs> yeah, are they Mexican or are they um, Fleet White? What's the correlation between having a bunch of money and having old American wealth and just white trash It names? is cousins marrying each other. Is that because what it is? the richer you get, it's not poor people that fuck their... At least poor people fuck 
their significant others' cousins. You know what I mean? Sure, they all sure. fucking that within the same family. Right. Rich people believe they're making each other smarter by just fucking in the family, fucking <laughs> right. a direct family. Yep, keeping that blood a royal purple. So 6 a.m., the police arrive. Those family friends that they called arrived after the police got there, but police let them inside, making their very first mistake by failing to secure yeah. the crime scene in any way whatsoever. And let's go ahead and say right now that the Boulder Police Department fucked this up worse than any other crime investigation that I have ever researched. That's why it's a, that's why it points to suspicious like questions. Yeah. Right. Like when he comes in there, like basically they showed up, they let them trample all over the right. crime scene. Their friends came in there, they're walking around the kitchen. They didn't even search the entire house because literally what you're gonna see right here is they searched all four they searched the house, mm-hmm. but they neglected to really search the basement. Her body was sitting there the entire time just behind a closed door. Yeah. Yeah. They just didn't open a door. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. N- knock, knock. Oh, who's there now? Oh, this is the Boulder, Colorado High School marching band. Come on through. Come, Come on, on through. through. It's fun. <laughs> and exactly, it's like they just didn't open that basement door because it's like, well, you just hate to, you know, interrupt anybody's privacy. We got to have a little bit of evidence melt off the body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is also just rich bullying, where the police are there, the friends show up. you know who I am? Exactly. Right, I am Fleece right. White. Of the White Whites. <laughs> ah, hello, hello, yes. Gold coin for you, Sergeant. <laughs> ah, you're, you're pure of skin and brown of eye. Come with me. Join my family, Crest. <laughs> so by 7.30 a.m., John Ramsey has already collected the $118,000. It's about an hour and a half later, boom, $118,000. The guy pretty much pulls it out of his pocket. Right. At 8 a.m., the police, not the Ramseys, the police call a victim's advocate group to come and counsel the Ramseys, bringing more people into an active crime scene. And in fact, after using the kitchen, the advocates cleaned and wiped down the counters with spray cleaner. <laughs> so they were like, mm. oh, this is just, oh, I can't even, yes, I know, our daughter was actually hacked up and mm-hmm. fed to a bunch of dogs mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and you know what, I the thing that really just ticked me off about it is that when I was think, sitting there just being like, oh my god, my daughter was cut to a bunch of stew meat. I was just like, oh, these counters are ma- a mess. Yes. And then <laughs> and I remember, I, and I can't concentrate. I remember Clorox came out with a new lemon scented uh, bleach, and I can't wait to spray it all over the places that may or may may or may not incriminate you. <laughs> uh, but it's the a similar situation that happened in the Simpson trial where the where the guy just came, the cops let everybody trample everywhere and then a guy came and wiped or changed the doorknob that was full of uh, probably Simpson's blood. Absolutely. So right before 10 a.m., the police at the very least sealed John Bonet's room. It took him Three hours? No, four hours to figure out, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't let people go into the scene of the crime. Let's seal that off. Right. And it's the only place in the entire house where any attempt to seal the crime scene is made. But also, I, but I find this fact to be really true as well, is that, is that they were suffering a lack of manpower because it was Christmas and everybody was on fucking vacation. Yeah, it was Christmas well, Day and all the rookies drew the short straw. So you had a bunch of inexperienced uh, police officers who didn't know what the fuck to do coming over to this house and just bungling up the whole fucking I don't really understand. I thought criminals called truce on Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do they know it's Christmas? (laughs) It's, uh, what is that, Gelfand, something like that? Geldof. Geldof. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, and also during this time, uh, John Bonet, uh, John himself and Patsy, they're very cold with each other and they're not in the same room. They're in separate rooms and doing yeah. all like they didn't act as if a couple uh, like a couple in mourning. You well, know? that's what yeah. people said is that Patsy was beside herself, upset and blah, blah, blah. But John was just kind of pacing around. Yeah. At one point he checked his mail. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, I will admit that it's odd behavior. But not that strange. He's in strange. shock. He's though. in shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone and acts that's, different. That's one thing that that pisses me off about uh, people's analysis of this case is that they're judging how a parent should act in grief. Now, if, and there is no standard for if, how someone acts. If he called the airline that he owns or his private jet and demanded a refund, then I think that would be <laughs> well. We're not taking the flight, so I will have my money back. Yeah, if he's haggling with Seamless about how his summer rolls didn't show up, <laughs> right? I mean, right. Like that's the problem. He's just like, this is just this is a problem that. Needs to be rectified. I am. I am emailing and calling customer service. <laughs> Here's an interesting fact, though. Uh, Man, it's crazy to think they didn't even have email back then. Yeah, well, they did, but it was just 96. I had email then. Metallic Rose at Yahoo.com. Yeah, Metallic okay. Rose. Because yeah. <laughs> my two favorite bands were Metallica and Guns N' Roses, Woo! and I had I had no idea at the time like how like much it made me sound like a ninny. Yeah, yeah it sounds like you should be doing anal gate porn on a webcam. <laughs> Metallic Rose. Dude, I thought I was so cool. <laughs> no, I wasn't. All right, you were. So the 8 to 10, because remember in the ransom note, they said that they would call them between 8 and 10 a.m. That window came and went. Nobody mentioned it. Nobody said a single, after 10 a.m. came and went, right. nobody said anything. That's very weird. So you would think you'd be waiting by the phone for these two hours, 8, 8 a.m. Hey to guys, 10 a.m. Columbo was on. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. And when I am in a, in a Columbo jag, it's like I may as well be deaf and dumb. Mm-hmm. Columbo is a really good detective if uh, the murder happened in a bizarre way. Yeah, 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 he yeah. would have been great at helping this case. Yeah, but oh. he's fictional. But if he would just see somebody <laughs> shoot another person, I don't think he could solve it. So a little bit before one p.m., uh, this detect or this uh, police officer, uh, her name is I think Karen Arndt. Uh, she was the only cop left on the scene. This is very interesting that they had one cop, an extremely rich man who had connections to the defense industry, yep. who had a ransom note that mentioned a small foreign faction, which indicates the possibility of terrorism. The FBI came and went. They came at about 8 a.m. They, they dropped up, a wiretap, They right? dropped a wiretap, and then they fucking left. There were, uh, in the area, there were other examples of CEOs having their sons being kidnapped, and the FBI just fucking swarmed these places. Right, right. But with this case, they left one rookie officer to watch over this entire scene. So this rookie mm-hmm. officer is just, this just, this is so fucking dumb she said that John Ramsey, she said the room was tense. So she wanted to give John something to do. Right. So she told John to search the house from top to bottom looking for her fucking Which is for literally daughter. like if you're an NBA basketball player and then you also have to deliver beer to the stands. <laughs> you know, like he is the father in mourning. Why is he doing the detective work? Exactly. So <laughs> in any other case, they would be considered number one suspects. That's yes. a part of what they have to do is they have to eliminate the family out of the equation. And basically, you're giving him carte blanche to go, hey, why don't you um, 
John, you seem so nervous. Why don't you go hide all the evidence of your crimes? Yeah, hey, what do you? What's that in your back pocket? <laughs> oh, this is the cum rag I always used to clean up my semen. But why you? Bring you should the- throw that out. That's <laughs> dirty and filthy. Mm, just got one more wipe up job. Yeah, yeah. So he just gets to go walk through the house. He gets to walk mm. through the house, and he gets to if you know if you subscribe to uh, the theories that they that he killed her, he gets to double check that he didn't leave any evidence behind. This is what I'm saying. This is what. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah just let him go. Yeah. Just let him go. Right. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just let him go. So about five minutes later, and John immediately goes down to the basement. He goes right down there first. Huh. It's weird. Like, he's been down there a whole bunch here, and, like, maybe, <laughs> like, furiously the night before. <laughs> but it's not that weird because she said, quote, top to bottom, he's going to take a bomb to top. Because uh-huh. he's the CEO, and he ain't going to have no one tell him how That's, to do it. He started yeah. from the bottom, killed his killed his daughter, then went to the top. Well, like that the, rap song. He did the serial, he did the CEO movement where he goes, he was like, she says, like, John, why don't you go search the house? And he's like, sitting there silent, and he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go search the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be his idea. Right, right. So he goes down to the basement, and John, not the cop who had gave a cursory glance to the basement earlier, he opens up the wine cellar door turns on the light and screams, oh, my God, my baby. Oh, my God, my baby. <laughs> In the wine cellar where I did not leave her. So John Bonet, when he found her, she had black duct tape covering her mouth, a cord around her neck that was attached to a wooden, how is this pronounced, garrot? It's garrot. A garrot, yes, because God forbid I mispronounce something. Okay, this is our problem. Are you getting upset? Are people getting upset? I have no idea what human emotion is anymore. Are you mad, Marcus? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. We ain't from Webster's Dictionary. We are not Webster's Dictionary. We 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 uh, we have a fun way with words. Yes, we do. So the cord was attached to a wooden garrote, and her hands were bound over her head, and she was covered by a light-colored blanket. Now the crime scene is at this point. Fucked. Yeah, because he walks over, he rips the duct tape off of John Bonet's mouth. Right. He attempts to untie her hands, and he carries her up the stairs, setting her down on the floor. Though, like basically, then Detective Art came in, picked up the body herself, moved it to the living room, it's... and then Patsy came in, freaked out, and just went to the body and just basically went like pat 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 all over it. I mean, totally insane. It is the. Did you see that pro wrestler die in the ring? There was uh, a video on YouTube about a pro wrestler. He just died in the ring a week ago. He broke his neck, and obviously these pro wrestlers just immediately start throwing his body around to make sure he's <laughs> to see if he's dead. And it's like, well, he definitely is now. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not only uh, John Ramsey that uh, contaminates the corpse, but it's also the detective. Or um, she, let's not say detective. She's not a detective. She's an officer because it is important to note that they left a beat cop. To su- watch over this crime scene, uh, and so and Pat Ramsey also contaminated again as she knelt, uh, as she you know knelt over the body, repeating "My little angel" over and over and over again. Right. Uh, so at about one thirty, about twenty minutes later, John calls the pilot of the private jet that was waiting to take them. To Michigan, who was John Travolta, <laughs> which is also strange. It was John Travolta? It was Henry Kissinger who was a co-pilot yes. for some reason. Yes. Oh yeah, and a guy dressed up as ET mm. with a hole in the front of his dick hanging out. Weird. <laughs> Special guy. So he's overheard saying to the pilot, "Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, uh, a little bit. Uh, we have a little bit of snafu going on here. <laughs> so uh, maybe we could." Uh, 
going to head down to Hotlanta and uh, check out some of the clubs or something. Uh, why don't we do that instead? Uh, he actually does. He asks him. Right. He says, hey, we need to go to Atlanta. We're right. going to Atlanta right now, but the police tell him, like, hey, you can't leave town. They actually make, they actually do that right. Yeah, is they're probably any- like, you can't leave town. Right. <laughs> is it because CNN was there? Did he want to go talk to the news, or what was the reason? There's no reason? For the, the only, the, and no, there really is no reason, because at this point, his uh, Patsy's son, who lived in Atlanta, was already on a flight back to Boulder. Hmm. So why was he wanting to go to Atlanta? Was it possible that he knew what was going on. Was he going to Atlanta to possibly settle a score? What he would, what would he do? He would he speak to their manager? Throttle a man. <laughs> he would go and throttle, throttle this vile beast. No, it sounds yeah. like uh, he got mixed up with the wrong crew of people. Always. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, I just think that's what happens. In order to have multiple, multiple millions of dollars, you have had to have seen yeah. something fucked up and not said it or have done something fucked up. Well, he didn't yeah. know what to do because at this time in uh, in history, Liam Neeson was still starring in romance movies. <laughs> so he didn't he didn't have a role model for how to go seek revenge on his daughter's death. Mm-hmm. But you know who did have a role model? The people who wrote the ransom note. There's a lot of weird things about this ransom note. And by the way, before we get to the ransom note, it should be noted that the cops did not fully secure the crime scene until almost 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They They were eating, right? They were I, just having family. They were having a they meeting. Were doing they family. were ha- yeah. they were apparently. It was the day after Christmas. They were putting together toys. Do you have any clue right. how long it takes to set up an, like a new PlayStation? I know. <laughs> Especially I know. the old school is, yeah, TVs with all one. the cords yeah. and shit yeah. in there. And then you mean to tell me we're going to spend an hour not setting up this PlayStation and not we're not going to play a little bit? Kids yeah. are crying. <laughs> yeah, because yep. if I remember, 1996 was the year that PlayStation One came out. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, they were busy. <laughs> I'll never forget it. That was the year I got a Sega. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that. you're like a you're like the poorest, hugest rich child. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, someone write that children's book. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the ransom note. Like I said earlier, it was the longest ransom note in the history of kidnapping. Most were no more than ten words. This one was 374 words long. Uh, the materials used to write the ransom note were uh, the paper was a legal yellow pad that was already inside the house and a Sharpie pen. Mm-hmm. Additional sheets were missing from the pad but were never located at the defendant's home. The pen used to write the ransom note was sourced to the defendant's home and found placed back in its normal place by the phone. So they used the pen, put it back where it was. It's retarded. It is retarded, but they found another page in the pad that only had it uh, that only had it written Mr. and Mrs. I. Yeah, yeah, like he just started to write the R. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, which is, um, he messed up. Yeah. You know, which he just had, that's kind of a funny little blooper. He's like, oh, we'll laugh about this later. That well, is it's, goofy. It's weird because he starts writing out Mr. and Mrs., but in the second draft, he just writes Mr. Ramsey. Right. It's just like he's got Bobo next to him going like, no, 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 you know why we're <laughs> doing this. Now you know. Come on now, change it. We're just talking to the father. The mother's a sweet woman. She's got nothing to do with how we're raping her daughter. <laughs> right, right. 
So the handwriting and analysis was done, and it was found to be an 85% match to Patsy Ramsey's handwriting. Now, there are two possible explanations for this. It could be that the 85% match came from the Sharpie pen, because Sharpie pens, you can't really see the nuances of handwriting. Or it could be that the kidnapper forged the handwriting. It's just such, it's like four layers deep then. It's like, what are we even talking about? It's this, this ransom note literally is the most puzzling part of this whole case. Yes, it is. Uh, It's why was it there? Uh, They had no intention of kidnapping the girl. It's obviously trying to throw people off, but in the dumbest way possible. Right. Uh, They just closed the door on her corpse. It's not like they really hit it. They didn't throw it into a mountain. They didn't do anything with it to to disguise or or get rid of the body, get rid of any sort of evidence. They left it all out. No, it was staged. Is, it was uh, obviously a staged crime scene in every way possible. And the thing is, and the fact that they had to write it in the house, they didn't bring it with them. They must have taken what do you? I mean, what does it take? Fifteen minutes? Ten so, minutes to write that? Well, you murder a daughter. You're in these people's houses. You're just gonna hang out? Well, there's a theory later of when the note was actually written. And writer Bill James, uh, who wrote Popular Crime, and I got a lot of really good analysis from this him guy's on great. This case, Bill James is a fucking genius. If you haven't read Popular Crime, go out and get it. It's my favorite true crime book, or among my favorites. Uh, but he's got some theories uh, later on as far as uh, when the note was written. Hmm. So let's go through. The significance of the $118,000. It was during the 1924 World's Fair. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but that's, I mean. So $118,000. Really odd number, right? It's very, it's not exact. It's not $100,000. It's not one hundred fifty. It's not two hundred. And John Ramsey was a multi-millionaire. Mm-hmm. He had tons and tons and tons of money. So why 118000 and by the way, there is there's a great website called the John Bonet Encycl- John Bonet Case Encyclopedia that just gathered so many different conversations from around the entire World Wide Web. I'm really like happy that they did this, but what is the quality of life of people <laughs> right. who spend their whole lives investigating just the murder of John Bonet Ramsey, who are not, to be honest, sexually attracted to John Bonet Ramsey? Hey, I'm saying it's better than watching TV. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the people who did kill her were just super big and then or super dumb. And then one guy was like, "What's the biggest number you can think of?" He's like, "118,000." Like, That's a fancy dancing <laughs> number. That's a big number. I bet think- we could get a, we could get 118,000 Big Macs for that. <laughs> wow. Whoa, whoa. Only on Wednesdays we can go down to Burger King and get Whopper Wednesdays for one dollar because we're still saving money. So the most likely explanation is that that year John Ramsey's bonus was $118,000. So, so somebody would have to know that. Somebody, somebody would have, have to know that. The, somebody within the company would have to know that. Yeah, so, well, there's a couple of different theories. You know, it could be that um, somebody within the company knew it. It could be that the Ramses knew that they could get that money very quickly. It could be uh, that, that they found a pay stub in the house. Yeah. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. They could have went through his personal effects, saw a pay stub for $118,000, and be like, I know he's got that. Yeah, I right. know he's got that, and I know he can get that quickly. Yeah, right. which he did. He got it in about an hour and a half. Or again, this is this is what he wanted to spend his bonus on. I'm reminded of Christmas Vacation when Chevy Chase is looking through the window and he was gonna he was uh, fantasizing about the pool he was gonna buy with the yeah, beautiful $118, woman. Yeah, one hundred eighteen thousand dollars to have your daughter murdered. Yeah, hey man, that's 
Huh. Unchain the eagle. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> finally go on that vacation we always never wanted to go on because I hate you, my wife. John, why are you looking at the wine cellar? You look like you're fantasizing about something. No, 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 no. Just thinking about the bonus. I just <laughs> want to buy some rope, you know? Yeah, yeah. Shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Because dog can't give you its opinion. But every month we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled. And then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys, and she's a murderer. She rips these things up, but, you know, we got some high-quality, tough toys from BarkBox, and she absolutely loves them, and our family could not be happier. <laughs> and if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah. Very key. You gotta communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data, and you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact, and Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and contact, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus... Me, because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say, Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma, blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank, I get it. Yes, but still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help because that's what we all need—a stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. <laughs> I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in, especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? 
Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Stephen, my guy, but you still refuse. And you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Stephen doesn't answer your calls. And sometimes Stephen loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand. Because Stephen was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile. Because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support. And they hear all about my hands hurting and how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So a book by Stephen Thomas says a handwritten ledger reflected his increasing wealth over the years. Uh, this guy would later find records showing that as of May 1st, 1996, Ramsey had assets of over $7 million and a total net worth of over $6 million. Total liabilities were an even $1,118,000. Interesting. So that's another one hundred. And here's one that's a little more esoteric. 118 minutes is the runtime of Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of pop culture stuff going on here because the, I mean, the letter, the the ransom note, if you read it, it sounds like the person who wrote it is taking everything from movies. That's why it sounded so good with the voice changing machine. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if if a stray dog sees you, she dies. Which also plays into something I feel like that is very John Ramsey-esque. You know, that seems like somebody in his brain would be like, I know how to write the perfect, I've seen movies. I know how to write the perfect ransom note. And it's very, it's it's very interesting. It's it's very theatrical. Yeah, Yeah, it's extremely theatrical. Right, it is. 1.18 p.m. is associated with this in a movie-related uh, way. In the movie Nick of Time. Possibly Johnny Depp's last good film. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. This is the quote-unquote <laughs> Nick of Time at which the father could have saved his six-year-old daughter if only he'd shot the governor, the governor at this exact and time. And I would also say people that would call themselves super fans of the movie Nick of Time are also possibly pedophiles. <laughs> could be, could be. And also, this is just straight racist that $118,000 equal, $118, in American means $1 million in Mexican pesos. That, really, the currency rate at the time. No, no, no. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. not racist. racist. That is not fact. racist. That is a fact. The currency conversion rate at the time, $118,000 did equal $1 million Mexican Pesos. Oh, Pedro, you know, if we get $118,000, we can get one million tacos. Now, that's racist. <laughs> that, that is that is, racist. that is racist. That's Although, it, yeah, because my fact is numbers. Right. Mine is numbers. Yours is tacos. To be fair, tacos are an amazing food, and uh, thank you for your wonderful Can you tacos. imagine, Pedro, one million tacos? That's man. a lot of tacos. <laughs> we going to be so full, man. Yeah, that would definitely get you full. (laughs) So let's get super esoteric here. Psalm 118 
in the Bible is a chapter that's often used in the charismatic Pentecostal movement. Psalms 118 verse 27 can be seen as offering a person as a sacrifice to God. Now, this is a man who works at a 7-Eleven's conspiracy theory. You know what I mean? That yes. sort of, he spends a lot of time alone thinking about this case. Well, the reason why he was drawn to this is because supposedly the Bible in Patsy's bedroom was turned to Psalm 118, which includes the following verse. God is the Lord. Which hath shown us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. It doesn't say anything about rape. Not a single thing. I mean, plenty of other other books in the Bible talk about rape. Wait a second. Where's the rape in it? Uh, Go to the Old Testament. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, we don't know if that was necessarily even the case in this situation. (laughs) Yeah, we actually don't know. Uh, And the term at the very end, this is really weird. (sighs) Use that good Southern common sense. Right. John Ramsey was not Southern. He was from Michigan. His wife was Southern, though. His wife was from West Virginia. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that Patsy would say, use that good southern common sense unless it was like a weird in joke that she included in the ransom which note. is also right, I mean, right. a really bad taste to include an inside joke on the, on the faking kidnapping letter that you're writing in order yeah. to uh, cover up the fact that you both raped and murdered your own daughter well yes. you know that's why sometimes on those comedy central roasts i just don't get it yeah. You know, because it's like two inside. Yeah, you yeah, know? it's $118,000. Or I'll tell you what, Barbara's going to get the banana. And he just reads it. He's just like, oh, that is funny. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That was a good story. So if you'll remember, the uh, letter was signed SBTC. Victory! SBTC. There are many, many different possibilities as to what SBTC could stand for. First of all, Santa Barbara Tennis Club. Worst rapists in the world. <laughs> I would this. I will put that on air. How you could put that in writing. I know for a fact that the worst rapists in the world exist at the Santa Barbara Tennis Club. And I am gonna go next right. time I go to Los Angeles, I'm shutting it down. Can you imagine <laughs> if you are a detective and that was true and be like, Mr. Ramsey, I just hate to tell you uh yeah, the Santa Barbara Tennis Club. Yeah, they uh, they raped and murdered your daughter. Whoa. That would be sp- yeah, the Santa Barbara Tennis Club. I'm not paying my dues anymore. <laughs> well, do you want to be a member still, sir? <laughs> I, I do, I do. Yeah. The quality of the whole club left when we lost Andre Agassi as our club pro. Unbelievable. The whole, the whole quality dropped. <laughs> it could be seduced by the child. That is victim blaming. That is that is victim blaming, but that is victim blaming on the account of the perpetrators who could have seen. I mean, it is possible that you know Gary Ridgway saw prostitutes as vermin, yes. something that he should clean up, and so it's possible that the perpetrator of this sign saw John Benet Ramsey as, as some sort of siren. He was one of those guys okay. in the Cleveland Browns jackets who goes yes. to see the the pageants all the time. Again, let's yeah. clarify: John Benet Ramsey would have never been a fashion queen if her parents didn't want her to be. No six year old just like I want to be uh, around I, a bunch of dudes with crusty pants. I want to be with. I want to make uh, guys with beards really aroused. They are all forced. I don't yes. care what anybody says. They are all forced because even if they if they aren't directly forced, years of supporting the idea drills in their head that it's okay for them to be sexualized and literally yeah. prance in front of grown men oh, who, so gross. who decide how pretty they are. In yeah. Florida, they ban dwarf tossing. But this is still legal. (laughs) Another possibility, signed by the captain. Okay. Internet poster MAME says that this is a very common phrase in sailboat racing. When there's a win, they refer to it as victory and 
signed by the captain, hmm. John Ramsey participated in competitive yacht racing with his friend Fleet White. Who's also weird that his name is Fleet, and that's also the name of a group of boats. White people <laughs> are so stupid. Whoa. White people, I mean, that is like a term that you have to be so rich and white to even oh. understand. Signed by the captain. Make sure Buffy brings the mimosas, because you know <laughs> I can't I can't channel my SS persimmonin. Yeah, I know, these guys Unless were just hanging, they were hanging out in the basement of whatever boat they were in or what someone else was rowing all this they weren't doing anything it could be square bible and the compass that's just making stuff up internet poster cold case suggests that it might stand for these three masonic symbols which Mm. are depicted on their crest or seal square the bible the compass and then what's the third one what's t uh t is the square bible and the compass hmm Yes. Hmm. That's yeah. a thinner one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that one I'm not going to give too yeah. much credit. Well, Patsy's father, Don Paul, is a Mason, 32nd degree. It's already engraved on his tombstone. This could be a way for the writer to point to whomever had been abusing John Benet Ramsey. SBTC is and engraved then, on his tombstone? You know what I just no, said? No, no, no. The, uh, let's, let's see here. The uh, entire seal. Oh, yes, the Masonic oh, yeah. seal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I, I feel like the way, though, you know, if you're writing a Ramsey note and your idea is to, to tell everybody that all this abuse is going on, this, uh, this is a tip to people that are going to use kidnapping to illuminate abuse. Just say the names and the details. <laughs> right, don't, right, right. Don't hide it in code. Just say who it is and where you can find them and their phone number mm-hmm. and where they'll be, what their work schedule is, where they work. You yeah, know? especially yep. if you're depending on the Boulder Police Department to figure it out. Yeah, because they're too busy skiing and, 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 and yeah, like hanging what... around with girls in bikinis at like a ski lodge, like an 80s comedy. Right. Yeah. I don't know what was happening in Colorado in, in the 90s. Pretty, pretty laid back place, well, I think. Well, in fact, in 1996, this was December 25th, 1996, it was the first murder in Boulder, Colorado that year. Well, they have definitely made up for that with John Holmes, Columbine, a whole series of different things. Ooh, it really has. Wow. Or they really have. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It could also be stop bombing third world countries because Access Graphics was a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. Okay. It just seems like it's like the people who blow up I don't know. Hummer You're going factors. for peace? So yeah. you want to inspire peace, so what you do is rape and strangle a six-year-old girl? Well, I mean, they, you know, the, uh, a lot of the environmental groups will just blow up random Hummers and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like it when they let all the monkeys go from the, uh, that's kind of a fun time. Yeah, because then yeah. it's like that Pee Wee Herman thing when he goes yeah. and he saves all the animals from the pet store. Yeah, <laughs> but fun. then it would be really weird if he saved all the snakes and the animals from the pet store and then raped and murdered a six-year-old girl. Right, 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 yeah. It could be Subic Bay Technical Center, which is John was allegedly stationed there at one point when he was in the Navy. And that actually seems... Like, kind of on the nose. That seems a little closer. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems like that could be the most likely one. It could also be swallowed by the competition. Ugh. Because John Ramsey said in the book Death of Innocence, he said, I also recognize that larger, better financed companies were growing around us. Even though we were doing fine, I was afraid that unless we expanded, our company would soon be swallowed by the corporation. <laughs> so, and this book was written after the death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that makes no sense then. Yeah, yeah. It could, (laughs) and finally it could be saved by the cross. If you'll remember back to Psalm 118, which is used in the charismatic subculture, acronyms are very common. Anagrams, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 very common. SBTC is a well-used 
acronym that represents the word Saved by the Cross, and it was also said that Patsy Ramsey Ramsey was fond. This of is acronym. just. But what it, if it, just, it what if it actually stands for Sean, Barry, Tommy, and Charlie? It was just a, a group, a ragtag group of random lunatics. Uh, this would bother. This bothers me about the religious wealthy specifically. Oh, yeah. you know, she's reading her Bible and she shuts it, and she's like. Time to go whore my daughter. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's nothing religious about these people. They, they didn't obey any of the tenets of uh, Christianity. They are the filth of America. These people, <laughs> to me, are just I mean, like, you know, he works for one of the most nefarious weapons country, companies in the world. Yeah. And he, uh, it's just like, it's all icky and disgusting. It does seem like he might be invited to Mr. Body's house in a random mansion and given a lead pipe because he's a character from Clue. It reeks of <laughs> Illuminati bullshit. Right. It yeah. just reeks of it. There's all of these fucking secrets, and we already, we know this, and so we're going to examine even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so finally, uh, the last thing we're going to cover in this episode episode because this is a fucking two-parter the last thing we'll cover in the ransom note is the writer of the ransom note used the phrase and hence which is a very odd little phrase okay what a pretentious piece of shit phrase and hence in the ramsey's christmas message they used the exact same phrase they said had there been no birth of christ there'd be no hope of eternal life and hence, no hope of ever being with our loved ones again. That is a creepy <laughs> sentence for that to Christmas be used. Christmas letter? <laughs> Just say yeah. Merry Christmas. JonBenet's doing great. In the, in the bed, you know, the house is looking good. Yep. You know, just like, that's all you do in a Christmas letter. You would think so. <laughs> so Patsy Ramsey would use the phrase, and hence, in subsequent interviews. John Ramsey was also heard using the phrase, and hence, on a recent webcast. He said, The justice system is a government organization and hence should be looked at with some degree of skepticism. Now we yeah. can bring this back to another man who was caught in a vi- who was caught by a very strange phrase that showed up again and again. Eat your cake and have it too. I will have my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, uh, it's those yeah, weird hence. little things that can yeah. possibly trip people up. Like, and again, they- these weird little things become a little bit more powerful because it's not solved. So you just look for clues anywhere and yeah. uh, they are all around. And speaking of that, next episode, we're going to go through the investigation. We're going through a little bit of the of the old rabbit hole yes, for this gonna, next episode. Oh, big rabbit yes. hole. We're going to go for the around the uh, the case against the Ramses, uh, the case for the Ramses. Uh, t- the next episode is definitely, it's a rabbit hole. I, I, at- I attempted to, I watched about 45 minutes of att- attaching the murder of JonBenet Ramsey, th- saying that Twin Peaks had... Uh, had pro- like prophesized it, yeah. Um, and I, I really do believe I lost long division. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I, I was so confused last night. I was just right. drinking scotch, smoking weed, trying to listen to it and understand it, and just being like, I, I'm not, uh, I am no longer a person. Yeah, yeah. And that was I, uh, we were turned on to that by listener uh, Claude Wilson, who uh, sent us some really good information uh, on John Bonet and the magical significance of it. We're gonna, we're gonna right. get a lot more into the information that he sent on the next episode. He also sent us an awesome fucking horned skull. Oh, in the that mail. was him. That Thank was you. him. And it will be the centerpiece of uh, the new altar that we're building here in the studio. Um, I'd like. 
like to say thank you to all the support I got uh, off of my recent job. Uh, it's Let's re- give a hearty congratulations. Mr. Henry Zabrowski will be the one of the stars of the new Heroes show it's, on NBC. It's pretty cool, uh, and it's true. I will not say Magical Ritual was not involved. I, can, yeah. I cannot say that. Mm-hmm. I definitely worked on it. Uh, we had a loud discussion at the bar, Marcus and Henry, both against me uh, when it comes to ejaculating on paper that may or may not have a pentagram on it. So, uh, you know. but, so but <laughs> you're being a negative Nelly, ben. I wasn't being negative. I just don't know about coming on paper. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. No, that's true. Um, Maybe I, I'll so try it tonight. Because of this job, I'm going to be in Toronto for the next uh, two and a half months. So uh, what the fuck do I do in Toronto? If you live in Toronto and you know something that's creepy or fun to check out, let me know. That would be amazing. Yes. We also want to um, thank a listener, Leela, who sent us both a king cake. Oh, in so the mail. cool. A king cake, which uh, we will be eating soon, and mm. also sent me an executioner's, uh, executioner's hood made out of the Texas flag as I requested. It wow. does l- make you look like you're a Klansman. But if I, <laughs> um, I mean, it does. But if I pull it back, then I look more like a Puerto Rican superhero. I am going to say uh, we were going to record an episode of Roundtable of Gentlemen. Kevin Barnett was here, and uh, Marcus put the hood on. And it, Kevin, uh, did, he I could see in his eyes terror. Yeah, he got he visibly nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah he, he got visibly, visibly nervous. nervous. And right. if you guys want to fucking send us any bullshit, uh, just go to creeklic.com. Uh, our address is uh, on there. Just be sure to do uh, last podcast on the left. That's and, right. And uh, send it all over. And then we have a live show uh, this Saturday at 10 p.m. right here at the Creek in the Cave. And Henry Zabrowski will be here for the first time in like 10 months. And this is going to be the last time in a, in a couple of months. So yeah. please come out to that. The shows have been amazing. And, uh, and it'll be great to meet all of you. Yeah, that's 1093 Jackson Avenue, uh, Queens, New York, off the G train. Uh, and uh, the 7 train. Uh, and yeah, man, uh, go and rate and uh, review us on iTunes. Uh, go get your last podcast on the left T-shirt at cavecomedyradio.com slash last podcast on the left. Follow us at LP on the left on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow you know Henry Henry loves you Ben at Ben Kissel me at Marcus Parks uh, and Heil Gein, everyone. Hail, hail your hail Satan. Of course, hail Satan. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail me, please, and also Megodelena. Um, For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel.